Hey guys, this is the Unfortunates. Happy Thanksgiving. We're back with this series in the car with Joey Two Wallets is still going. We're now entering week 12. Turkey Day, Turkey Day. Let's see who we got. Let's see who we got coming in. Our first team again at number 32. Last week, really the star of the show, um, if you caught the last episode, was a small little history of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Carolina Panthers came in the same year. Both found themselves on the unfortunate list. So, this week, um, again, I'm going to go a little bit of history, and it's actually going to start off with our first team. I just, I have a feeling this is going to be a theme. You know, Turkey Day football has always been a beautiful thing. All right, let's get started, y'all. All right, guys, and coming in at number 32, almost at 22. (laughs) Coming in at number 32 is the New York Football Jets. Um, now there's, is something special going on with the Jets. Um, will they go winless? I actually don't think so. But, I do see, okay, let's just put it out there. I believe the Jets will get their first win this weekend. It's not about points for me. It's about the W. Frank Gore will somehow find a way against his former team. I just I just see somehow Frank Gore getting 75, almost 100 yards, maybe two touchdowns. Joe Flacco for throwing like 230. And maybe a touchdown or two. Okay, the reason why I bring up Frank Gore, I see him having a breakout game because of what happened to the Dolphins last game. They now don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be. So, that being said, Frank Gore is very impressive. If you guys haven't paid attention, this last week he got 61 yards. He is within a 1,000 yards of catching Walter Payton. Frank Gore is currently at 15,794 yards. He also has 80 touchdowns. Walter Payton is at and will always stand at 16,726. Frank Gore is under a 1,000 yards from catching Walter Payton. There's something about Ironman that you want to root for him. Um, I was never a San Francisco 49er fan. Frank Gore was there. Frank Gore was one of those guys who always got on my nerves. Statistically. But what I do see, hopefully, he said, if they go winless, I cannot go out like that. If he comes back next year, and he finds a way into getting some touches and carries. I believe he can pass Walter Payton. 
I don't think he's going to get 932 yards for the rest of the season. But if he comes back next year and he can get half of what he's got left, so say he gets about three or 400 more yards for the rest of the season, hopefully. I just found something that I have to root for for the New York Jets. And it's number 21, Frank Gore. Again, guys, coming in at number 32. Unfortunately, the New York Jets are still on the bottom of the league. And I don't see them. Even if the Giants get a win, I still don't see them jumping from 32 above another team. They're just too inconsistent. They don't play well enough on defense. An offensive line is terrible. Not terrible, terrible. Frank Gore, we're rooting for you. Coming in at number 31 is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, let's see, this is not going to take very long. They did go down a spot. Um, they are now at number 31, as I just said. The Dallas Cowboys were at number 31, but seeing as how the Jacksonville Jaguars rookie quarterback played against the top record team in the NFL, I'm not going to say the best team, the best record team in the NFL, I'll put it that way, the Pittsburgh Steelers, A, at least they scored points, so I guess I'll give them credit for the three points that, you know, they put up on Pittsburgh. But um, they lost 27-3. Jake Luton. It's funny how much I've gotten to know this guy over uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> He's uh, not doing very well. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense did not record not one sack. They couldn't get any pressure on Big Ben. They couldn't throw the ball. Well, that's not true. Luton did throw the ball, threw it to the other team four times. And that's all I really got to say about Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, the running back is still playing really great. <laughs> I think he had 70-some-odd yards um, this week, I believe. But other than that, there's nothing special about Jacksonville other than the fact that they should probably move to London already. The London Jaguars sounds a lot better. Than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Does anybody have any idea when they're moving to London? Like, I heard rumors, but, you know, with COVID, I haven't heard anything. So, Jacksonville, go to London. Yo, yo. Coming in at number 30 is the Dallas Cowboys. They are finally not ranked at 31 on the unfortunate list. Hey, um, you know, before I sit in here and get into the uh, Dallas Cowboys and how they did, um, Marcus Paul, coming to find out, uh, I wasn't aware of this gentleman, strength and conditioning coach, uh, had complications, was hospitalized, and passed away. He was a former Strength and conditioning coach. Um, he died at the age of 54. Dallas Cowboys lost one of their own. Anybody who watches football never likes to see any of their 
any football players, anybody who's associated with the game pass away. Um, to all you Dallas Cowboys who are fans of his or knew of him, um, blessings to you and your family. Um, especially the uh, Paul family. Um, I hate to see NFL players, former players, former coaches go for some reason. For me, the NFLs tell some of the greatest stories and they have some of the best success stories, you know, that I've seen growing up. Especially in certain communities here in America. But that being said, um, Ezekiel Elliott had a good game. He caught a touchdown. Andy Dalton played really well. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Andy Dalton threw one or two touchdowns. Um, For me, the focus is Ezekiel Elliott because if I'm not mistaken, when Ezekiel Elliott runs for 100 yards plus, they have not lost more than, I believe, six or seven games since he's got there. When he runs well, they win. When he eats, they will. This week, they're playing the Washington football team. Ezekiel, we've all seen you eat. Let's see if you get that turkey leg, buddy. Dallas Cowboys are seemingly off the turf. And into the playoff implicated game. Look, Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys have a game. They're both at three and seven, and they're both still have and they both still have a chance to take the division. If I were both of them, I would be kind of scared of the Giants because for some reason the Giants seemingly get better every week. So Let's see what happens, but this is going to be a really good game. Both teams are fighting for a playoff spot, (laughs) and they're 3-7, and And they're both on the unfortunates list. (laughs) All right, that's all for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, uh, with the heavy heart, you guys go into Thanksgiving with losing one of your own. Please enjoy the Thanksgiving. And all you Dallas Cowboy fans, enjoy your team. You know what? Every time I seem to bet on the Atlanta Falcons, they always seem to let me down. Always. Earlier in the season. No, I'll go back further than that. Against the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. They were up. I'm not even going to go into the score because you all know it. It's an actual meme. I'm not even going into that. But. The Atlanta Falcons. Shouldn't have lost. It's simple. They should have beaten New England. No, that's not the point. I'm not getting, like I said, I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into I'm not getting into that. So, these Atlanta Falcons 
I bet for them to pull the upset without Drew Brees, they made Taysom Hill look like Tom Brady with feet. I still don't believe in Taysom Hill as a quarterback. I don't think he's that great. I think he's a great playmaker. I think he's a good running back, flanker. I don't know about quarterback, man. Just because he had a good game, Taysom Hill, had a good game against the Atlanta Falcons in that defense, it's a bad loss. They didn't have Drew Brees. Atlanta Falcons, you dropped two spots. You're now sitting at number 29. I can't even say half a Thanksgiving. Y'all piss me off because I had y'all as one of my upsets. I'm trying to go I'm trying to go 2 and 0. I got I'm I'm I got a special four games going this week, but you know, only because of Thanksgiving. And both games have unfortunate teams on it. So, I mean, I got to go four games this week, y'all. But the Atlanta Falcons, man, if y'all would have just played ball, they were vulnerable. They were ready to be beat. It's not like they killed y'all. You know what I'm saying? It was 24-9. I understand that's like killing them in football. But at the same time, when you score field goals, not touchdowns, that's not. That's Atlanta's fault. Matt Ryan. Come on, man. You're going to end up in Denver next year. Quit playing. <laughs> yo, yo. Another heavy heart. Coming in at number uh, 28. Man. This is... We got some history going with Frank Gore. Um, the Jets may go winless. Frank Gore, inside of this season and next season, could pass Walter Payton on the all-time rushing list. We got a quarterback who's throwing picks in Jacksonville. We had a strength and conditioning coach for the Dallas Cowboys pass on us. And most of that seems sad. Look, the Cincinnati Bengals are here at number 28, and they're new to the list. Why did they drop down to 28 so far? They lost Joey B, man. I wasn't a believer in Joe Burrow, but that dude came out for sense and he's been playing his heart out. You, you cannot deny that. I still don't believe in his long-term talent for. I still don't believe in his long-term talent for Cincinnati because I just don't believe in Cincinnati. But all Chase Young said is I heard him scream and he grabbed his knee. And nobody wants to see anybody go down like that. I mean, it wasn't bad as Alex Smith, what, two and a half years ago? But nobody wants to see a player go down, especially one who is playing better than what most of the critics thought, and I'm one of them. I didn't think Joe Burrow was going to be good in Cincinnati. (sighs) 
The next four games for the Cincinnati Bengals are the Giants who are ascending, the Dolphins who are right now about to be mediocre, the Dallas Cowboys who are ascending, and the Pittsburgh Steelers who by record are on top of the league. Without Joe Burrow and with Ryan Lindy, I'm not confident that they will score... 45 points in the next four games. I really don't think so. And can somebody get aged? Like, can some of this talent get, like, fleeced off? Like, (laughs) when is Cincinnati going to have a fire sale, man? They just lost Joe Burrow and the trade deadline is gone. I hope most of the talent is just like, dude, we can't win here. Uh, Look, I'm starting to love the NBA, but I'm really starting to believe that the NFL talent players that be need to start having NBA mentalities. They got to start saying, we got to go to the right organization to benefit me and my family, as opposed to just taking the money because success will bring you more money down the road. Some of these players, you can't just go to any team just to be drafted, man. You got to start looking at these organizations. Who's running them? Who's coaching them? Are they going to benefit me long time? Like me personally, I mean, looking at it, I, I completely understand. Go get your money, get your bread. But when you go to a successful team, you're going to have a better chance at success, which may bring you more success down the line. Like, for example, um, long time ago, for some of you guys, I, I Larry Brown, Dallas Cowboys, had one good game in his career and got paid millions of dollars by the Oakland Raider for one good game. We've seen that in the NFL. Matt Flynn had three good games with the Green Bay Packers got paid by Seattle, and then ended up back on the Packers on their bench. It happens. If you go to the right situation at the right time, you try to pick the organizations that you can go to if you have the ability. It's it's good for you to go to a good team. And especially in the NFL... And the NBA is kind of different. There's only, you know, we'll say 20 players to a team. You know? But... Again, man, can we just... Why did Joe Burrow have to end up on the Bengals? And he really had a situation where he could have pushed it and been like, no, I want to go here. Imagine if Joe Burrow would have been in Miami. That's a better situation. Offensive line, better. The only thing the Bengals have is better offensive talent. That's it. Offensive, offensive wide receiver talent, that's it. For y'all listening, would y'all really play for half these teams in the NFL just to get a check? 
or are or, or some of us supposed to be playing and thinking about our futures, long-term career? Just curious. Like I said, this there's just a lot going on right now with all these teams. All right, y'all, let's move off of Cincinnati. Again, I know that kind of got long. Um, again, Cincinnati Bengals, they lost Joe Burrow. Looks like he's out for the season. I hope he can come back. I hope he can come back. Even though I'm, he, was, he was starting to win me over. I didn't believe in him all in college. I thought it was a fluke. I've seen it before. But Cincinnati Bengals number 28. Alright guys, and um, we're back at it. Here um, at number 27, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Woo! I watched Carson Wentz play twice this year. He had one good game and one bad game when I saw him. And then I remember watching the playoffs and he got hurt. Now, I remember him watching him in his MVP year. The first game I watched, he got hurt. Every time I have watched him, he's not good. Um, he's not good enough. I enjoy watching and have enjoyed watching Nick Foles. Seemingly how he puts everything on the line every single game. From Carson Wentz, I feel like he plays arrogantly. And he even came out and said that he has a problem with, you know, uh, he's over cocky. And he went from trying to do what got made him successful to doing not enough what made him successful, which is playing mentally above what you're capable of. That's what he's lacking. I think he's lacking confidence, not cockiness. He's not lacking in that. He's lacking confidence. He's been hurt. He's been hit. I never saw Carson Wentz as a super great talent, but I I I have seen his numbers and they're they're not they're not a joke. He's not a bad quarterback. He's playing bad right now. This is one of those things you wish he would just get a fresh start. And there is another quarterback that needs a fresh start. What if the Cleveland Browns had drafted Carson Wentz? Would he be better now with that team, with that coach, with Kevin? I think with that running game, I think, and with Juice, and with OBJ coming back, 
That would be a dream come true for him. And then you got Philadelphia, who's always been a run-based team, who's physical on defense, physical offensive line, would help, you know, We all think Baker Mayfield is good enough to play quarterback. I just don't think he's good enough to play in Cleveland. I think he just needs a good, uh, I think he needs a fresh start in Cleveland, ain't it? I think that'd be interesting if Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield switch teams. It's very rare that it happens, but it'd be nice if it did. All right, you guys, dropping from 25 all the way down to 27 is your Philadelphia Eagles. All right, you guys, and coming in at number 26 is the Washington football team who are coming off of a W against the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, if you heard a couple segments ago. I really feel bad for Joe Burrow. The only thing I'm curious, and it actually took me a while to look this up. So, since 1967, when the Defensive Player of the Year rookie came about, the Offensive Player of the Year came in 1957. So, only twice in the history of these two awards coming together, offense and defensive rookie of the year, it's only twice where the same team has had offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. In 1967, the Lions had the rookie of the year running back, Mel Fair and Lim Barney. I don't know who these cats are. I love football. It's one of those things I guess I'm going to try after YouTube or go to a library and see if I can see some uh, old tape. No, I don't own a VCR, but it'd be nice if I could find one. And then the second was 2017 with Alvin Kamara and um, I believe it's Marcus Lattimore, the DB. That's the only time it's ever happened. And the reason why this comes up is because Antonio Gibson, the running back for... The Washington football team keeps finding the end zone. I think the only thing that's stopping him from winning a rookie of the year is he only had, he's only had one 100-yard game. But he's scoring touchdowns almost every week. If he's not catching touchdowns, he's running in touchdowns. I think there's only two or three weeks that he didn't score a touchdown. And then we got Chase Young. Chase Young has made that defensive line way better. I cannot wait to see him develop fully in the next couple of seasons. And it's possible before this year ends that Chase Young and Antonio Gibson could win offensive and defensive rookie of the year. And it would be the third time in the history of the NFL. So we got something. On the unfortunates to look forward to. We got the New York Jets and Frank Gore to look forward to. 
We got the Washington football team and those two rookies to look forward to. And they just got a W, and they're going to play on Thanksgiving for a playoff-implicated game. Ugh. I don't know about y'all, but this is going to be a good football. This is going to be a good football year. Both teams are playing for something, even though the records at this point don't matter. They're both playing for a playoff spot. And I still don't know who I'm going to pick. I still don't know. And that's your Washington football team at number 26, y'all, with a bullet. Bam. And I'm back. And the star of the show today, you guys, number 25, is the Carolina Panthers, y'all. I don't have one of those clap machines, so I'm going to do it myself. Um, Again, coming to number 25, the star of the show today is the Carolina Panthers. Let's just put this out there. If you ever shut out an opponent, you're jumping high on my list. The Carolina Panthers were ranked 29 last week. This week, they shut out the Detroit Lions, who did not make my list. It's funny, right? So, the Detroit Lions are just outside of the list. I did not put them on because I felt Cincinnati losing Joe Burrow was go- is going to be a more heavy effect in the next four games. So, the Detroit Lions did not hit my list, but they're definitely somebody to mention. The 49ers are coming close. Uh, the New England Patriots are also coming close. And the New England Texans are still knocking outside the door. They were on the list last week. They weren't unfortunate this week. They're not unfortunate. But this week, again, the star of the show, the best team on this list this week is number 25. They pitch a shutout, as y'all say, in baseball. (laughs) P.J. Walker, former XFL star quarterback. For y'all Houston fans. First NFL start, first win. He threw two interceptions, one pick. Threw for over 250 yards. But the defense showed up for Carolina. But they didn't show up last week. So they shored up a couple things. Five sacks, only allowed 185 yards, and they only allowed three uh, third down conversions out of 14. That ain't bad. Anytime you stop a team on third down, you stop them from moving the ball, and you get to their quarterback, you're going to win. You're going to win. And that's exactly what they did. Carolina Panthers, again, congratulations to P.J. Walker. Hey, man, you got fans out here, bro, in California. Holla at your boys when you come out. Peace. All right, guys, and the last segment of this evening is the unfortunate picks. 
Boy, 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 this couldn't get any more difficult for me this week. So I'm looking at all the games. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on a bye. And I don't think they're really poised to upset anybody. Hmm. This really gets difficult. So let's see. Looking over the schedule. This week in general. The Texans and Lions. Who both are not on the unfortunates. But I'm going to pick the pick the games anyway. This will be the only week where I pick four games. Just due to the Thanksgiving celebration. Which is today. So. I am going to pick the Houston Texans. To defeat Detroit in Detroit. 38-33. I have a feeling that would be the high-scoring game, and then the slobber knocker will be the next game, which will be Washington at Dallas, and I've been back and forth. I keep thinking about what if Andy Dalton does well, but then Alex Smith does show up in crunch time, but he just doesn't take chances with the deep ball. But then again, you don't really need to with Dallas. They got a couple of good linebackers, but I just I don't know, so... I got Washington winning on a last-second field goal in a very exciting, hard-hitting football game. Ezekiel Elliott gets around 85 to 95, which is not that 100. And Dallas finds a way to lose this game. Washington wins 22 to 20. So I'm looking down the list, and I'm looking for two upsets. Well, one for me is really obvious. The Dolphins have... No idea what they're going to be doing at a quarterback for reals. So I got the New York Jets in the upset. I will say 21 to 20. Joe Flacco or Frank Gore run in the game winning touchdown. And then I start looking at the other games. And I'm thinking, okay, the Raiders go to Atlanta. There's no way I'm picking that upset. That's That can't even... Come close to working. The Giants go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati now has no quarterback. There's no way I could pick that game. But just when everybody loses faith in Carson Wentz, Eagles are at home. Seattle's wounded on defense. That's the game where I feel like it could be an upset. Nobody can see Philadelphia. Philadelphia is on top of the division. I could see a lot of people betting on Seattle to get the win. I love Russell Wilson. That's the upset. That that's that's where I gotta go. And it's gotta be high scoring because Seattle's defense is terrible. Not consistent. And I swear, if Seattle were to win this game, it's going to be because of one player on defense. and going to be Carlos Dunlap. So, this has got to be high scoring. At least one of the teams is going to get 30. That's for sure. And they're both capable of getting 30 when Carson Wentz doesn't play like his head is up the bulls behind sometimes. Um... We all know Russ is going to show up. 
if Carson Wentz shows up, they're highly capable of getting this upset. So that being said, I'm looking at 34 34 to 31. Eagles in the upset. But the only way this happens is if Philly comes back. Because Seattle's not going to start slow. So Philly's going to pick up steam in the second half. And that's the way I see Philly possibly winning this game. I have to pick two horrible losing upsets every week. Those are the two. The Jets, I am more confident in the Jets defeating the Dolphins than I am with the Eagles beating the Seahawks. But I have to pick two upsets based on my list. And look, last week, oh man, if I would have just looked closer at the schedule, I might have gotten my first 2-0. and Again, last week I went 1-1. and Man, look, see, that, see, that's what I'm talking about. If we would have looked closer last week at that... If I were to look closer at the Vikings game and Dallas game, I might have picked Dallas to win. Coming off a of bye week, I should have thought. I should have thought. So, again, I'm going in hard on these picks this week, y'all. Mm, I'm going in harder. I got to pick better. So, this, this week, I got four teams picked. Thanksgiving picks got to get picked. And then the two unfortunate upsets. Oh, man, if I go 0-2, I'm going to be so sick. But we all know the Texans are going to beat Detroit. So I'm not I'm not going 0-4 this week. I know that for a fact. We all know. Or unless something happens, knock on wood, to, um, to Deshaun Watson, which actually I don't doubt because he's been doing well. Um, I don't want to see him get hurt. Um, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. <sighs> this is going to be the most nerve-wracking picks. I got the team who hasn't won any games, and I got a bet on a division leader who doesn't even have a 500 record. Well, you guys, that is it for the unfortunates. Again, please, can we all keep an eye on Frank Gore? I mean, can we root for the dude to at least get 100 yards against the Dolphins' defense? Because it would be nice if that dude found a way to catch Walter Payton next year. If he plays. But to be third all-time on the rushing list is... Dude, that's not to be sneezed at. Um, Again, Frank Gore, I believe all of us are rooting for you. Um... Chase Young, rooting for you, man. Let's see you get a couple more sacks. If you can get that defense player of the year, Antonio Gibson, can you get a can you get a hundred yards against Dallas this week? It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Come on, man. If you get a hundred yards, I think you guys can get a W. So I'm looking at Antonio Gibson for hundred yards this week, man. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go switch in my fantasy right now. Uh, I believe in Antonio Gibson. Mm. You know what? There is one game I didn't even look at. 
hold on. I'm not done yet. Just give me one second here. The Carolina Panthers and the Minnesota Vikings. P.J. Walker in his second start. No, that's that's difficult to. But I mean, the Vikings aren't really that good. And if he comes back, no, I can't. If McCaffrey even comes back and plays, I still can't bet on him. Ah, no, I'm sticking with the four. So everybody on my fortunes, good luck. Oh wait, I take that back. Jacksonville does not have a buy. They play Cleveland. Cleveland's going to tap that butt. So let's see. Jacksonville is going to get a spanking. The almost unfortunate. The Chargers are going to get spanked by the Bills. Giants are going to spank the Bengals. The Patriots and Cardinals. That's going to be a good game. It's up in New England. I'm hoping the Jets upset the Dolphins. I feel like the Falcons are going to get spanked. The Ravens are going to get spanked. They have no running backs against Pittsburgh. Hmm. Broncos and Saints. I think we might have a Jameis Winston signing. That defense Broncos. I'm sorry, y'all. That that Broncos team, they still hit really, really hard. Um, And they're up in Denver. Man, I wish the Broncos were on the unfortunate list. I'd pick them to upset the Saints. I really would. Man. 49ers and Rams. The Rams are going to dog walk them. Chiefs and Buccaneers. Chiefs are going to dog walk the Buccaneers. At least by 10. Watch. Um, Bears, Packers. There's an upset for you. I'd pick, I'd, I would pick the Bears over the Packers. And then we got the Seattle Seahawks and Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night. Eagles are primed for the upset. So again, folks, I got my four games. I'm looking to go 4-0. Texans will beat Detroit. Washington will beat Dallas. New York will beat Miami, and Seattle will lose to Philly on Monday night. You guys have a very, very blessed and great Thanksgiving. I am Joey Two Wallets, and you are in the car with me, and I am out. Thank you for letting me break into your phones, and I'm about to break up out.